Welcome, everybody, to the Jim Johnson Podcast, the JJ Podcast. I'm Roberto from the Mike Valeni Show on 97.1 The Ticket, and I'm here with the man, the legend, JJ. What's going on, man? we got to come up with a better name than the well, JJ Podcast. Unleashed? I don't what are we know. talking about? i got to think. Well, I don't, I gotta th- I'll think of something clever for the next one. Well, let me say this. Well, you know, a, a few months back when I heard that you might be doing a podcast, I jumped at the chance to be in on this because I just thought what stories you have and you know the history what stories of rock I've and roll forgotten is what you meant <laughs> yeah, well, to say we got to get these down on tape I now <laughs> so, <laughs> so but um yeah you know you know I consider myself to be a, a rock aficionado a music historian and you know I always thought that one guy that could give me a run for my money is JJ because not not because he read more books than I have it's because he lived it right and you know what I'm saying I'm not a historian so I gotta look fast. <laughs> something happened however i was around for a lot of it that was the uh, that's the fortunate or unfortunate and that's what part this of podcast it. is about is to bring everybody in while i just you know salivate over these stories and the people you've met and the concerts you've been to and i'm just so excited to to do this inaugural podcast with you so well thank you for that and i know we're going to talk about the rock and roll hall of fame bon jovi finally gets in that was a long time in coming he and richie sambora reunite for it uh, we're going to get all a chance to see this in the month of may on hbo may 5th yeah and so if you are a big fan of those shows and i am to some degree i'll be watching uh it should be entertaining uh, they usually are, but there's always, you know, it's always a question of, well, listen, is Sambora going to be invited to show up? And then B, is he going to be invited to play? And then C, are they going to get along? And then D, the big question, will he be rejoining the band at now, some I point? I will say this. Nothing makes me happier when I see everyone who's been inducted show up and actually put on a good face and do the right thing. Makes me feel better about the whole process. You know, this year you had Mark Knopfler. Uh, not show up with Dire Straits. None of them did. Or very few. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's a shame, you know. And you had other bands in the past, uh, you know, with Guns and Roses. You had uh, uh, Van Halen, Eddie and Alex Van Halen don't well, even show up. Uh, why bother? <laughs> Seriously. So I can give you a good story about that. I know you want to head down this road too, Boom. but I have been to one of these events in my life. Fortunate uh, to be invited to the induction ceremony in New York at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. The year that Bob Seger was inducted. That was inducted. 2004. Yes. Now, and I'm going to jump out of line here a little bit to talk to, to reference what you were just talking about, about there being issues with guys showing up or so forth. So traffic is inducted that same year, right? Steve Winwood, Jim Capaldi, uh, Dave Mason. And Dave Mason is the point of my story. So Dave Mason for uh, traffic was a bass player for the most part. He shows up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and I forget which song it was that they were going to do. I'll think of it in a second. And they wanted him. They wanted to recreate it on stage for their performance sure. where he plays the bass. Well, since the days of traffic, he's become a <laughs> guitar oh, yeah, player. Right, right. So he didn't want to be relegated to playing the bass. He wanted to play <laughs> lead guitar in the song. Push came to shove. He took a Pasadena. Right. He sat in the audience with me watching traffic play. He he went on stage to be accepted, but he didn't perform with them because of that dispute. Now, let me ask you this question, though. And the fact of the original members playing is one thing, but do you think 
do you think it's okay or you give a pass to a band like Bon Jovi where Richie Sam's, Sambora's replacement is on the stage with them playing as well? Well, what else are you going to do? I mean, look at Journey. I mean, yeah. the year before we had Journey and you got uh, the, 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 the new singer, imposter yeah, vocalist. No Steve Perry performing with no, the band. No, but he was there. He, that was good. The I was glad to see that. Yeah, but no performance. No. No, which was a huge disappointment for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But Dave Mason having an attitude like a teenager, uh, just it was off-putting to me. And I like Dave Mason a lot. I've spent some time with him. I like the guy. Yeah, he had some solo hits, right? He certainly did. Yeah. And here's a little known fact about Dave Mason. You know the song All Along the Watchtower by Jimmy Hen- the Jimi Hendrix version of it, okay? How does that song start out? It starts out with an acoustic guitar. Oh, da, yeah, da, that, da, 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 yeah. Da. That's him, right? That's Dave Mason on the acoustic <laughs> oh, guitar right, on right. that song. That's One of the cool. greatest rock songs of all wow. time. I mean... Speaking of, and then Rock and Roll Hall of Fame appearances, there was the one year I remember, too, where one of the guys from Blondie, when they came on stage, he was begging Debbie Harry to be able to play with the band while they're accepting the award. Oh, my God. And she said, no, sorry, not Well, tonight. all of that stuff's rehearsed anyway for a day and a half before that, so that would have been insane. That would have been like me asking her if I could play. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to work. Anyway, let's go back to 2004 because, in my view, and I'm biased only because I was there and now, because it was Bob Seger. Now, are you there for that reason that he's, you know, no, it's no secret you guys are friends? I mean, is that the. Or acquaintances. Yeah, I mean, does, I that, does, yeah. that, does that open the door for you to be able to attend this? Or A little does bit. Does it take an invite like that to get No, actually, though. Um, it was yes and no is the answer to that question because I didn't get invited to come through Bob Seger's office. I got invited by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame itself because we had requested to be there because of Bob Seger. Uh, right. They never do this. I don't know why they did it for us, but they allowed it. So my partner and I were uh, were able to go to New York. We flew in there, uh, went to the actual... Um, sound check with Bob Seger wow. earlier in the afternoon that day and uh, watched his sound check. So we knew what he was going to be doing. Uh, we hung out. Uh, actually, Jim Capaldi of Traffic, who died shortly thereafter, as a matter of fact, invited us up to his suite in the Waldorf to do an interview because we were <laughs> we were there working because we wanted to get stuff for our show right. the next day, blah, blah, blah. So uh, then we went down for the dinner. And if we have time, I don't know what our restrictions of time are, but I got a great story to tell you. I mean, you know, we show up and we're invited guests. We have tickets all decked out, ready to rock and roll. And there's a dinner beforehand, right? Well, two things happen. Number one is we get there and there's no table for us. (laughs) And we're in front near the stage, although nothing's going on yet. And we're right in the front corner of the stage where... The table was occupied by the entire cast of The Sopranos. Well, we had <laughs> we had met all of these guys a couple of different times. The first two seasons of The Sopranos, we were invited to come to New York to see the first two episodes on the big screen at Madison Square Garden for a private little audience. And then they had a dinner afterwards where you could have a meet and greet with the cast of the show. Nobody knew the show at that point, the first two years. Yeah, right. right. So we kind of got to know these guys just a tiny little bit. Not that they would recognize us, but they did a little bit. And when they see us struggling with whoever the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame person was with no table, they said, well, these guys aren't coming. You can sit right here at our table. Wow. So we did. And then another Rock and Roll Hall of Fame person came up and said, no, 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 no. You can't sit there. We've got a table for you. (laughs) Yeah. 
they walk us to the very, very, very back. <laughs> and Roberto, I'll tell you how bad this was. Our seats were back there. The, the dinner was fine, and it's just the two of us sitting. Looked like losers. You know, we were at the we were at the kids' table at Thanksgiving. Yeah, right, 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 right. Seriously, everybody else was there. The, the, all of the Rolling Stones were there, uh, you know, because it was George Harrison getting inducted that year posthumously. So you had Yoko Ono and Julian Lennon and all of these folks uh, related to the Beatles. Wow. It's a star-studded event. So naturally, we're in, in this table in the back, and it was like in the area in the back of a venue where, you know, if you're walking around, you can't walk through the seats. You walk around the back or down the side aisles and all of that kind right. of thing. So we're in the way back. It was so bad that people thought our table was like one of those carts where they would be removing <laughs> plates from, like the uh, the bus people were be would be removing right, the right, plates. Right. So we go to say hello to somebody and come back to finish our meal, and people had actually stabbed their cigarette butts out into our entree. <laughs> Because they thought it was like the table going back into the kitchen. Oh, my God. Yeah. No respect. You get no yeah, respect, right. you get I tell you. Now, the 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 one story, I don't know if you could tell you, there was another. This is story number two. Famous guy that uh, you no, saw no, no, there. No, 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 this, is, this was the second story. So, right after cocktails and before the dinner debacle, I go to the men's room uh, to relieve myself. Uh, and all of a sudden, I you know I, I look next to me, and you don't look. I wasn't looking. Yeah. Okay, I was not looking. It's the corner of your I eye. I happened to it's notice not, right. a short gentleman next to me, and I recognized him as Bruce Springsteen. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we finish uh, about approximately <laughs> the same time. He turns left to exit. I turn left to exit right behind him. Only he passes the sink and walks straight out the door to the dinner table. Uh, <laughs> as opposed to no, as opposed to me who went to the yeah. sink first to wash my hands before dinner. <laughs> Can you so there's a Springsteen story. And I got another one that relates to this whole thing. He he kinda got me in trouble later that night for a different reason. So we go to this thing, and it was jaw-dropping. Jan Wenner of Rolling Stones, uh, Rolling Stone magazine, was inducted that year. It was ZZ Top, Traffic, as I mentioned. Bob Seger gets inducted, as well as Prince. Yeah. I have to say, I had not had much exposure to Prince before that. Didn't really know a lot about him not or his music. Had, yeah. And I wasn't necessarily an enormous fan of his music at that point, although I am now. Um he was the first act. We walked in, and he's doing his performance, right? And I was blown away. I mean, it filled up the room. He was fantastic. Uh, I'm still not paying that much attention because it's Prince, and I'm not, you know, I'm a right. classic rock guy. I'm sure. not, you know, this is not my cup of tea, but I took note of it. Okay, pretty cool, right? So uh, we go through the whole thing. Kid Rock uh, introduces Seeger and, you know, the whole program. It's really kind of cool. And I don't, if you look up the lineup of this, I don't think there's one in history that can match the. No, uh, we've talked about that. I think that was the last very big year of that. And I think that might have been the last one where it was, it was broadcast on VH1 as opposed to HBO. Because I remember watching that. Uh, you, no, you're probably uh, right about not, that. And that might have had something to do with it. I don't know. I mean, but. Yeah, I, I, nothing's come close to this, especially, obviously, for me. Uh, but it, so we're standing there, 
and dinner's over with and all of this stuff's going on. And at the end, you know how they do, they all do a group little hug at the end of it. By by that, I mean they all get yeah. together and do a jam Big of jam. some kind, right? right. So uh, Danny Harrison is there, obviously, because his father is being inducted posthumously. He had previously been inducted with the Beatles, of course, but now it was his turn as a solo artist. Which was really cool. That's why all. That's why a lot of the big names were there. No doubt about that. Is because of the whole George Harrison thing. That's right. what made it a huge night. So you got guys like Tom Petty, Jeff Lynn of ELO. These are all buddies of George Harrison's from uh, the Traveling Wilburys, right? Great album. So and you've got Steve Winwood on keyboards because he was there for Traffic, Traffic right? Right. Um, who else was there of a big note? Um, those were kind of like the main guys. Jeff Lynn was doing the singing, yep. which he can sing. It's great. And then you had Prince on lead <laughs> guitar. And I guess anybody who's even interested in listening to a podcast like this has no doubt seen this video I mean, from it, that night. I would say that's probably the most popular Rock and Roll Hall of Fame clip on YouTube. It's got to be. has to be. There's yeah. none. There's never been anything better. It is to this day. But to be there in person, I can't even imagine. I was... I mean... Was everybody stunned just like you are when you watch the YouTube clip of Prince just blowing everybody off the stage? You know, like so many other things, Roberto, I don't think so at the moment. I'm not sure people... It takes a minute to set in what you've just... What did I just see? <laughs> no, it does. Yeah. Because you're expecting, especially these are all megastar people yeah. who are pretty jaded in their own way, right? And fairly self-absorbed and all of this. So they're there taking it all in, having a good time. I don't think it was till later that people actually realized what an extraordinary performance they just saw. I mean, there was that one part where he like fell from his back into the crowd, like onto his bodyguard, and then the bodyguard came up, like kind of like a James Brown style, right? You've got that a little bit wrong. What, what did he, I can't Here's remember what, what he happened. Here's that. what happened at the end of the whole thing. So I'm actually at that point standing on one of the tables, <laughs> one of the dining room tables. Jackson Brown is to my left. Oh my God. Yeah. So we're watching this thing. People are going absolutely crazy, right? And, and 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 again, I didn't realize what I was seeing at the time either until much later. I knew it was great. And we immediately, since we were recording, uh, we had an engineer there because we were doing stuff for the next day. I'd already had that thing in my <laughs> possession, so we had it on the air the next morning. Oh, my God. But I've since gotten much cleaner copies of it because sure. I love it. I listen to it on my own frequently just because yeah. it's so mind-blowing. My 22-year-old son is freaked out he listens to it all he's a guitar player too and he listens to this well, and me, watches it all the time yeah and let me tell you why i feel that is me being a guitar player as well is that prince was so underrated as a not a songwriter producer a guy that, that created songs and stuff, right but, but just as a guy that could stand next to the best lead guitar players of all time i'll go i'll put him right up there with right. the best I don't of the think, best i don't think in a, in a situation where it was him Going against the Clapton or Stevie Ray Vaughan, he could hold. His I would have laughed. I at, know it. I would have laughed at you if you'd have told me that before. Then I would have. I, I would have said, "Come Prince. on, man! Yeah, I get Prince. What's he? You know, yeah, you're the purple guy. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna shred <laughs> Eric right. Clapton on and guitar. Sure enough, boom! Holy <laughs> shamoli! <laughs> insane. So here's how it went down. So and the whole band sounded great, and Danny Harrison with his dad's giant. You know how George used yeah. to play that giant acoustic guitar that, <laughs> yeah, one that was bigger than him. Yes. <laughs> so Danny's playing the same thing, he's and he's doing guy. great, and he's smiling, he's having so much oh, fun. Yeah. All these guys are. Jeff Lynn's singing; it's fantastic. 
Then they get to the end of the song when Prince steps forward to shred this thing. Must have lasted for at least a minute and a half, two and a half minutes minimum. So what you're remembering, vaguely, is at the very end of it, he gets done, and it's all in one motion. One last uh, note, and in one fell swoop, the guitar is off of his shoulder in both hands. (laughs) He throws it into the crowd. The guitar. Wow. Where one of his guys is there to there catch, to catch it, it, right? But it looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes it off, throws it into the crowd, and while it's still in the air before the guy catches it, Prince has already snapped on his heels and exited stage left. And I'm telling you, that for a room like that where you said like people are so, you know, a little jaded, stodgy. Prince came in there and and was the antithesis of, of what you know Tom Petty might be or or George Harrison's son, where they kind of just stand there and they play acoustic guitars. Prince came in there and really gave a show, <laughs> you know, a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. But I think that's how he was. I think he was that kind of guy. I think in his mind, if he was going to do anything, there's a story about him calling somebody up out of the blue. Hey, get over here and play a game of ping pong with me right now. <laughs> no, seriously, I forget who it was now. I got to remember that. Forget too many things. <laughs> but they insisted that he came over to play a game of ping pong. Wow. Played one game, uh, Prince beat him. And because he does, my point is, he does everything. If he's going to play a game of ping pong, he's going to give it 110%. And then turns around and walks out of the room, and his handler says <laughs> to the guy, it. That's it. He just wanted to play a game of ping pong. Thanks for coming. All right. So I got one postscript to wrap this whole thing yes. up. All right. Uh, it was the end of the night. There's a private party downstairs which we are, I wouldn't say invited to, but we are allowed in <laughs> by throwing, by name-dropping Bob Seger's name wow. and Punch Andrew's name and Kid Rock's name. We name-dropped sure. all these names, and we found our way downstairs into this party. Well, over in one corner booth was the whole Yoko Ono entourage with, uh, you Sean. know, Sean and I think Julian was there, the whole nine yards. I didn't, you know, that to me, that would be like approaching Queen Elizabeth. I would never do it, right? I wanted yeah. to desperately because I wanted to get her to say hello. <laughs> I have interviewed her before, but not that, you know, she would remember. I would be, like, ridiculous. Right, right, right. So I respected her privacy, but I didn't respect Springsteen. <laughs> Now, why is that? Just well, cause, just because I thought he's a but, rock but, guy. Yeah, and you, but the way you described to me earlier was that he, he looked to make himself a little more available Right? Uh, did he have a whole entourage, or he was just by himself? Uh, he was, at that point, I'm sure there were other people around, but he was sitting at the bar. Right. And there was a space next to him. <laughs> I had a, you know, uh, you know, small little uh, unobtrusive right. recording you. device. And I so I wandered over, and I said, you know, Bruce, um, I'm a buddy of Seegers. I'm on the air in Detroit at a radio station. Uh, we're here to uh, do a radio show tomorrow morning, and we're here to pay respects to Bob's induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Would you mind giving us like a 10-second soundbite of, uh, hey, Bob, this is Bruce. Congratulations, man. Well-deserved. Or whatever you want to say. He looks at me, and he goes, no. <laughs> I said, uh, and and so I just, I didn't know what, I was a little flabbergasted, right? Yeah. I didn't shake his hand, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so N- Nor should anyone else so, after this story. But wait a second. So then he turns back and looks at me and he says, okay. So he gave me a real obligatory 
quick. Hey, this is Bruce. Congratulations, hey, is Bruce. Bob. Uh, that was it, right? That was as much as he could muster. About 30 seconds later, oh, no. Waldorf Astoria security comes Come swooping all over on me saying, who are you? What are you doing here? How did you get in here? And uh, blah, blah, blah. Told him the story, and the guy said, uh, well, you know, this is a private party. Uh, this is not a press opportunity. <laughs> this is not a press <laughs> briefing. Uh, so uh, we, we can't have you doing any more of that. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. I understand. I didn't know that there were rules. Uh, I was just trying to, uh, trying, to, trying to ask Mr. Springsteen to say something nice about my friend Bob for his induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The guy's of like, the guy backs up. He's okay, 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 but please, you know. That's enough already. Yeah, no, no more of that. <laughs> so we went over and had cocktails with uh, Kid Rock, who inducted Bob. Oh, I'm sure that was uh... And his girlfriend at the time, which was this blonde bombshell actress whose wow. name escapes me right now, Jamie? Yeah, I think so. Jamie? No, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to look it up. Yeah, we'll look it up. All right. And so, that's my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame story. Unbelievable. So before we end this, this podcast, a couple things I wanted to bring up, because you and I both have you know, love and hate relationship with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in terms of, you know, who has gotten inducted, who has never been inducted, that should be. It's a joke. And and another thing that, that you know, makes me crazy is when a band is eligible and inducted, the choice of who in that band gets in and who in the band doesn't get in. Well, Mem- that's, former members, yeah, replacement members, it, so-and-so. That's a, that's a whole different chapter because I believe that's up to the band for the most part, right? That's yeah. a, whoever is in charge of the band, who's ever making the calls. That's their deal. We can't argue with that. What uh, we can argue with is who is who gets <laughs> inducted or who gets nominated yeah. even. Okay, let us let's let me ask you some of your favorite bands that are inducted. Okay, Green Day. <laughs> Why? Uh, public Enemy. No, name one song. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. Eh, no. Come on. I mean, yeah, some of Let these names Let me throw a couple of names it, at you that aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. How about the Doobie Brothers? I, if, you, if, you were to say, if you were to tell me right now that they are in, I would say, yeah, of course they're in. Of course. How about the Guess Who? Unbelievable. How about Bad Company? Uh, that was on my list, too. I cannot believe, and they're such a darling of that whole environment how about this the creme de la creme as far as i'm concerned and maybe i'm jaded because i'm from detroit the jay giles band now i know they're from boston but detroit's kind of a second home for them they love this place they've recorded here absolutely the jay giles band is not in the rock and roll hall of fame (laughs) are you kidding me and uh, you know a few other ones that i that i really just can't believe is you know, uh, a little bit of the heavier bands. I mean, in recent years, we've seen Metallica get in. We've seen Black Sabbath get in. Kiss. I'd like to see Judas Priest get in. I'd like to see Thin Lizzy get in. Possibly Motorhead. Uh, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. You know, Def Leppard is a band that, you know, I know it's a little sticky, but listen, these guys have sold billions of records. Yeah, what more do they have to do? I don't know, but that's not really, as we found out, not really the cri- uh, criteria. How no, does, it's not at all. How does Sister Rosetta Tharp make the call I, I, for I, the I, rock and roll hall of fame yeah this it's gone it, they gotta change the name it's not the rock and roll hall of fame it's uh and as much as i respect a, a, a miles davis or something i don't know if that can really of course not it's a that different world it's not the right? rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> but i'm gonna leave you with this thought because i have been on a campaign for the last three years it'll go nowhere 
I have no loud voice in this. Let's see. Let's see. I have been on a one-man campaign because there is one guy that I think belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he probably should have been inducted in the first 10 years of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's how much I think he influenced music here in our town, in the country, and around the world, and that is Mitch Ryder. Ah, absolutely. I mean, have you... The guy's a pioneer. I mean, not only of popularity or sales but influence there are probably i can't even imagine how many guys are in the rock and roll hall of fame that wouldn't be there they're hugely influenced by mitch Ryder. of course you know and that's where i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna rest my case so if anybody out there wants to join me in my one-man campaign <laughs> i will take all comers we can work yeah, together now we will mention that at the end of every podcast yes that's <laughs> that's all. until you throw something at the Device you're listening on. So we're going to try to st- keep doing this podcast for you guys every week. Make sure you check out WMC. Every week? Oh, yeah. I shot my wad. I got <laughs> nothing left here. What are you oh, talking please. about? You got, pl- you got stories for days. We're just scratching the surface All here. Right. I can't wait to get into some of these Doctor, I need some rock and roll Viagra to help me get through the next one. <laughs> so make sure you go to WMC.com and uh, click the link there where you can l- listen to all the podcasts. And uh, thanks, thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. See you, Roberto.